Podcasting's great. Podcasting's grand. It's even better when things go as planned. Some have visual and some you can hear. And it's always best with a nice cold beer. We're downstairs and the windows are open. Carrie's over here smoking and smoking. But you know it's showtime when Shani says the bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. Yeah, I, I wrote that while I was in the shower scrubbing my balls. Yeah? And we have a special guest tonight, and she's going to say hi as soon as... Hi. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be right back. <laughs> She'll be right back. We're not live tonight. We decided not to go live because our buddy JB is doing a live show tonight. So, well, if you're listening to this now, you missed the live show. Yeah, we're uh, go- going old school. Old school yeah, audio. we're going to do just some audio tonight. Just, uh, I don't know. Roots, you know. Go back to our roots. Yeah. Should we bring out the USB ca- uh, microphones? And <laughs> no, because yeah, let's our microphones not. are just as because then we got to break out that funky, uh, weird software that we had to use. Remember that? Yeah, where we sounded like we're in tin cans. Yep, pretty much. So, welcome back, everybody, to another audio episode of Happy Hour News Team. I'm hoping it sounds decent because we haven't done this in a while. Yep, that's Shani, and I'm Sanchez, and Carrie is in the house. Cheech is in the house. We're, uh, I'm adjusting the audio as we go just to make sure it's not fucked up. It's within parameters. Yeah, well, you know what our parameters are. Yeah, so it cooled off for us this week here. I mean, finally. Except for you, you're going through that well, manopause. Andropause. Andropause. Your, your favorite old fart Sanchez is like sweating like a stuck pig. And a house with central air. Yeah, well, it's... It's not on, so there. It's not on. <laughs> well, yeah, because so it's there. 60 fucking degrees outside. That's where I like to keep my thermostat in the winter. Our thermostat said 71 degrees in the house. and that's Yeah, 71 is a little warm for me. I know Carrie's looking at me like, you know, what do you... Would you say, Willis? 71 is just perfect. Yeah. If you're going to look down and talk, you have to speak I into looking that. So uh, we had a... When I did that... A great weekend last weekend. Oh, yeah? How was that for you? It was fucking awesome. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It, it gave me great joy. Good. What about you? I was drunk. Yeah, but you had a good time. Yeah. It was a good it's time. Like, this is like the first time we've gone, and I didn't get like totally tipped over a fucking hammer. Well, you got I totally got, tipped over in other ways. I got altered, but I didn't get sloshed. <laughs> it was an amazing time. It was an pretty good. amazing time. And uh, everybody was straight on their fucking game, man. Well, yeah, they're professionals. Yes, they are. Those who don't know what we're talking about, we went and saw Tedeschi Trucks again in Moorhead, Minnesota. Yep. I know we have some listeners in Moorhead. That uh, Blue Stem Arena, or uh, what do you call it, a... Uh, Blue stem mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, that were good too. <laughs> Those were amazing. Blue stem musical amphitheater. Arts. Yeah, yeah it's an amphitheater. Um, I think babies. Performing crying, arts. So I'll be yeah. right back. 
Yeah, we went and saw Tedeschi Trucks, and it was just a mind-blowing experience. Fucking great, man. I got to meet Susan again, and yeah. I talked to her, and I actually got a picture and her autograph on my magazine. Nice. And I, like a dumbass, I just should have stuck around and got more, but I was just so enthralled with, I got this one that I just walked away, and yeah. I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I, Ding, hit yeah, that I'm one. I'm pretty sure Derek came walking down a few seconds later and the rest of the band, but I was just, okay, I got this one. Yep. But I've been, you know, she's, uh, I was standing there waiting, and some gals were beside me, and they said, Susan, you got time for a selfie? She's like, yeah, but this guy first, he's been waiting all night. And I, and I told her, I was like, girl, I've been waiting more than all night. I've been waiting eight years for this moment. Because eight years ago, we met you outside your tour bus, and I was so yeah, fucking fangirled. fucking underwear. <laughs> we accosted him. <laughs> I was getting, I fangirled out, and I didn't even ask you to sign anything. I didn't ask for a picture. We just talked, and then we went on our way. I was just so, uh. Well, dude, it was 8 o'clock in the morning. They obviously just rolled out of bed. I well, mean. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, and uh, Los Lobos just fucking set it on fire, man. Again. Yeah, and if anybody out there that is listening has not had a chance to see these guys, this uh, Tedeschi Trucks Band, go. Because it's not just them. They play with everybody on their tour. Yeah. Everybody gets on that stage. And know, they jam. And they fucking tear it up. Uh, we had a, up. I had a conversation with a gal online who took some pictures. And she took one of the awesome drum solo. We didn't get any video. But I tell her every, you know, you could go to the same show you know different shows on the same tour and you'd get a different show every time oh, every single time yeah because the songs they play aren't even the same no no they, they you know they don't play they don't have a hard and fast set list for you know you know every night they're not going to play the same sets no and then oh, every yeah. song is different the way they play it. oh yeah they yeah. play yeah they may play the same song but it's a different song exactly i they mean they play, play it. the same song but it's played differently well, they, every time there's a different feelings there's yeah it's just just and the crescendo and decrescendo of all their songs is just, they build up. Oh, yeah. And Derek just busts out that fucking solo, and then he lets you down slowly, and it's like, uh. Dude, I, I, yeah. I want to know the name of that song with the drum solo, because he. I think it's. The drummer. Pasquan. I think it was Pasquan. Pasquan, because he broke out that big guitar that I've never seen him play before. Yeah. And it, it was just, yeah. You go straight from just noodling around to straight shredding in about 20 seconds. Yeah, you know, was, and, then, uh, and then back to noodling. And and it all made perfect sense. Well, yeah, like you said, there's a lot going on there's there. There's a lot it, going on there. With yeah. 13, 15, 16 people on stage, yep. and they all make it sound so yep. fucking. And, and they're as, as tight yeah, as their a, horns. As tight as a three-piece that's been together for 100 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good times. Good times. Good times. So... You know, Tedeschi Trucks, you know, that, that band, they're from Florida. Yeah, yeah, they are a Florida band. Right? So we could uh, hopefully Jackson. we have, have them listen maybe once in a while. Maybe we, we uh, cleaned up our show a little bit. They'd probably take a listen. Yeah, you, you know, crying, I mean, Sean? Yeah, my I got my right eye sweats. I know you don't believe it, but it fucking does. Eyeballs got, do not that, sweat. I, I got that tumor in the corner that, of my eye. They call that crying. And uh, it's a, mm-hmm. I, I got a big cyst on my tear duct, and it makes my eye sweat. It's just like thing. glued it's shut in the morning, yeah. Oh. So without further ado, let's get on with, with the show. Let's go. So how about we here. got Wildwood. Wildwood Woman. Okay. It's in, uh, it's in Florida. A wildwood woman pleaded not guilty last week to a charge she was in possession of cocaine 
when she was found masturbating in a car at Martin Luther King Jr. Park in Wildwood. Cocaine and hookers? Yeah, and boy, is she just a, a honeypot. A looker? Mm-hmm. He's a looker. Jessica Devon Stewart, 39, of Wildwood, remains held without bond at Sumter County Detention Center following her arrest on July 27th by Wildwood Police. Yeah, it's my birthday. Yeah. Good birthday for no, She was probably thinking was about doing. you, Shady. <laughs> She's being held without bond due to a probation violation from a prior arrest. Go figure. Yeah, Seward was in a silver Nissan Altima. Like, it makes a difference what kind of fucking car she was in. <laughs> it had leather trim, you know, <laughs> fully reclining front seats. Captain's chairs. Yeah, captain's chairs. Suicide When an officer observed Seward as she was masturbating, Seward told the officer she was touching myself and minding my own business. The report said there was a car with three teenagers parked nearby, but the officer determined they had not witnessed Seward masturbating. Until you see the video pop up. She's lucky. (laughs) A plastic bag was found in the center console of Seward's vehicle. The bag contained white powdery substance determined to be cocaine. And hookers. Oh, it's always like the sugar. Love the The booger sugar. sugar. Yeah, I wonder why she was masturbating. Surely, Because she wanted to get off. Surely a a young lady of her, you know, demeanor and and up. Later, turns out she gave a face name and her real name is Nessa. Nessa. (laughs) No, this ain't Nessa. (laughs) It's more like Messa. Nessa Nessa probably had to gain twice her body weight and change. So once again, it's totally not uncommon to read about public masturbation coming out of Florida. I don't think he hears you when you're talking. Sean, probably not. I I didn't hear you say anything. My 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 headphones are working fine. Can you hear her? Yeah, that's way too loud. Okay, now say something, Carrie. Can you hear me now? I can hear. I can hear you now. I just wasn't listening. Oh, yeah, Sean. Yeah, she started talking, and then you. Went on with the story. I'm like, well, okay. Well, I, yeah, I wasn't listening. Speak up. <laughs> I am speaking. I'm speaking right into the microphone. Yeah, too. but you weren't looking at me. <laughs> but I you was. wouldn't have noticed. You were reading. I know. I wasn't looking at you either. I was looking at our beautiful black yeah. Nessa. Oh, we've got a Choco Nessa. Oh, yeah. Chocolate Nessa. I was telling you that if this was Nessa, she had to gain twice the body weight plus. Make her chick her skin all chocolate. Yeah, and and you know, yeah, changed changed everything about her. She could change anyway. Yeah, so uh, there you go. More public masturbation. We are the mo- pub- public masturbation station. She had red <laughs> hair. I like her hair. Public masturbation station. There you go. That could be a new segment. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Joe brought us this story. The one with the eyebrows? We owe him a t-shirt. Yeah. Woman left with four huge eyebrows after a botched tattoo job. I don't get it. I mean, I just don't get it. It's called permanent makeup. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, but. But why? Well, the thing is, is first her, of all. It, her eyebrows are fine the way they are. There's nothing or, wrong with her eyebrows. And I mean, first of all, if you're going to go have something tattooed on your face, be it eyeliner, eyebrows, uh, a picture of a big dick and balls or whatever it is, go someplace where you, you know, do your research <laughs> and make sure they're at least competent enough to do a good tattoo. I'm going to let Sanchez read this because there has a lot of syllable words in it that oh, I can't. Yeah? And you got the great accent for it. Yeah, Niprong McKing, 32, pay 1500 hmm? THB, which is time money. Bot? She paid 1500 
THB, Thai money, for cosmetic procedure in Hoan Wall Clinic, Rayong Province, Eastern Thailand. <laughs> well, there's your first problem. Hole in the wall. Yep. Hole, hole in the wall. Yeah, you, you go Glory hole in the wall. Glory hole clinic. However, Glory hole clinic. A <laughs> 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 <At> tattoo emporium. <laughs> I feel the ad. I, I, I fix your eyebrow. <laughs> Welcome to the Glory Hole Clinic and Tattoo Emporium. Yeah. You can see his smirk through the through his mask. He's, He's like, like, I'm going to botch your eyebrows. I go, fuck you. Book. Yeah. I don't you lay down book. your clothes eye. Everything be fine. <laughs> you want something to drink, huh? <laughs> yeah. You'll be coming later with your car. I fix your car. <laughs> You want another it's okay. Eno- eno- enough with the racism, Carrie. <laughs> that, that, I'm talking about me. Yeah. Sanchez. However, <laughs> when uh, Nipperon looked in the mirror after the treatment, she was shocked to see that the tattoo artist had inked two dark arches above her natural eyebrows instead of enhancing her natural features. Maybe she was yeah. supposed to shave her natural ones off after. I don't know. Well, that fucked her an inch above. She's <laughs> got eyebrows going across the middle of her forehead. <laughs> so uh, when she confronted the tattoo artist, they promised to erase the cheap brow, but their shop closed down the following day, and the owners could not be contacted. <laughs> Go figure. Oh, yeah, you'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> we fix you tomorrow. <laughs> we fix you tomorrow. Here. You have egg roll on us. You have free egg roll. Let me get you some pre chew food. I remember planning a trip with my friends and wanting new eyebrows to look pretty. A friend suggested a shop for me. (laughs) (laughs) After the procedure, I shot my friend. (laughs) I looked in the mirror and I was speechless. She was quoted as saying, she said, I don't know what to do and mostly keep inside house because I really affected my self-confidence. I also went different artists, but they could not fix. <laughs> well, first of all, she's going to have to get that removed first. Well, yeah, you know, and, and that's going to be even, painful procedure. Even you know, on the face, on the level, tattoo removal leaves marks. Yes. Yeah. After living with four eyebrows for a year, Nipperon, Nipaparon, was recently contacted by a tattoo artists who offered to fix her brow, faux po for free. Faux pas, faux pas, fox pass. After seeing this lady's condition, I knew I had to help her. It normally cost 1,500 baht. 353 pounds? 15,000 baht, but I'm willing to do it for free. I will take, it'll take me three months to give her new and nice eyebrows. She's going <laughs> to end up with... thick. <laughs> she's going to end up with another set right above yeah, there. Yeah, right above right there. there. Or he's just going to fill in all the blank spots. <laughs> No, he says he's going to have to remove the old ink first, let it yeah. heal, and then put the new brows on. Oh, oh, this is why you don't go to a glory pole clinic. Yeah. Glory hole salon. Do, do your research. Oh. Uh, oh, that poor woman. Glory hole clinic and tattoo emporium. <laughs> Eyebrow tattoo emporium. So what do you got, Shani? Oh, remember at the uh, a while back on towards the end of our podcast, we were talking about Canada you know, doing legislation based on our crimes in the United States. Right. And we're talking about, well, they got fucking stabbings there. Right. Did you hear about these two fuckers that went on a stabbing yeah. rampage? Yeah, well, it was it was at a, a ceremony, uh, 
call it when they burn people up? A cremation ceremony. Well, Canadian police found one of the suspects in a mass stabbing spree dead on Monday, while the other suspect, his brother, remained at large. Uh, update, the other one is dead too now. Yep. The brothers had been suspected of murdering 10 people and wounding 18 in a stabbing rampage that devastated an indigenous community in the Saskatchewan uh, some time ago. The attacks were among the deadliest in Canada's modern history. Do you know how fast you got to be to kill 10 people stabbing and 18 more wounded? I think there was in a, in a, like a place where they couldn't get out. Nobody could like run away. <laughs> oh, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, then. and evidently these guys, you know, one of the guys has like had lifelong problems with violence and stuff. And he had a vendetta against, see, this is all tribal stuff. Well, police said that the victims of the victims have been targeted while others were apparently just random. Yeah. Well, I think they, 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 this, the story you're reading is actually a little old. They've, they've, they caught the other guy. He's dead. They're not saying how he died, but everybody's kind of thinking they probably just shot him. (laughs) He probably stabbed himself. Or he stabbed himself. Then they never did say how the first guy died. No, you know they just found him dead. But uh, yeah, they're thinking that this guy went so berserk that he was stabbing people to get at the people that he was trying to stab. You know what I mean? People would say, "How fucking fast are you with a knife that you can kill?" Well, I guess with two people, kill ten people and still injure eighteen others. I mean, right? Yeah, that's a. That's fucking... That's a, that's a room full of fucking people. <laughs> Where is this at again? In Saskatchewan, Canada. Well, and they, Just north of us. You said indigenous people? Yeah. Well, they're pretty skilled hunters, so I imagine that he had no problem... Way to racially profile him. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so? <laughs> so, fuck him. Well, there's a difference between racial I and know. racist, you know? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying that... that these guys were good with a knife. Exactly. I'd good like to take knife. them out hunting and have them skin my deer for me. Yep. But they're dead the... now. Yeah, well, that ain't gonna happen. Actually, maybe they're cousins. <laughs> they're still alive. <laughs> I don't know if I want these particular guys anywhere around me with a knife when they were alive. Well, that's a pretty long article that you know we all know what happened, but you know, it's this point taken that it's not about the item used to kill people, it's the person using it and the intent they have. And, and, their skill. and you, you, you can't go through that, though, without talking about the culture. And the culture, yes. Yeah. It's, if, you hurt, if somebody wants to hurt somebody, they're going to fucking do it. They're going to find a way. They don't need laws or fucking regulations to stop them or try to stop them. It's just going to fucking happen. Yep. Just like that douchebag who ran down the fucking Christmas Day parade that fucking year with a fucking car. Yeah. Killed how many people? He wanted to hurt somebody. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have a knife. He had a fucking SUV. And guess what? That's what he used. Right. So. So your your point is it's it's folly to try to uh, regulate the weapon and not address the. The real problem. The real problem, which is. Mental, mental health. health. Mental health. Yeah. There's the, and you know, I, I don't care what anybody says. In our country, we got a problem with gun culture. With people and the culture behind some of the cultures behind the ownership of weapons, I just bought a new one. Yeah, but you didn't buy a, a weapon of war. Well, I could use it in war. You could, but it, it's not designed. It was not designed as a weapon of war. My seven six two was designed as a weapon of war. Yes, it was, and it's the same goddamn type of gun. 
Yeah, but it's not a semi-automatic. It's, it, it's not... It's Neither not, is my 7.62. I know, but it's not capable of holding... I'm talking about guns that are, that are designed to kill as many people as fast as possible. As many people as you can fast by. And I'm not saying... And I'm not saying gun control. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need to fess up to the fact that we have... a One of the cultures in our country glorifies the gun. Not just the ownership of the gun or saying, I believe that it's okay to own it but actually glorifies the fact that, you know, I've got an armory, you know, don't fuck with me. I've got an armory and that's, and you, I read it every day, every day people are saying, well, you know, when the time's ready, we're taking over. That's, well, that's the culture that worries me. The thing is, is I, you know, I got a few friends that collect a lot of guns and they're proud of them. And I got to tell them, I was like, well, what are you going to do when shit hits the fan? Can you, use all them guns i mean they're all in one spot what the fuck are you gonna do and when shit hits the fan if you had to escape anywhere you can are you gonna carry them all exactly. are you gonna carry all that ammo i don't fucking think so gonna, no. where are you gonna carry them and who are you gonna use them against well the thing is all it takes is one guy to be like yeah okay bam you're done i got all your guns now, now. i got all your guns yeah yeah but the thing is is people talk what about is he gonna do with them well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you were, if anybody was smart about it, you'd have a cache at six or seven different locations, or you'd you'd have a a place where you could barricade yourself and use it as a defensive weapon, yeah. which is what it should be used as. Yeah, but you know, and I I hear all this when the shit hits the fan, or there's going to be a, you know, well, a, just think a, if a, it ever does. Or Who's going to be fighting who? That's what I want to know. Is just going to be well, strictly Democrats and Republicans? No, it's going to be. You know, if things get real bad, it's going to be neighbors fighting neighbors. No, it's going to be the army fighting the people who want to fight the army, and the army's going to win. <laughs> well, that that just brings up, you know, one scenario. Shit or get off the pot. What do you mean? Well, if they come knocking on your door. Who comes knocking? The army. Why, well, that's just it. If they come knocking on my door, I'm going to say I'm on your fucking side. Okay, then give me your guns and prove it. If the army came to my door and it was a na it was a well known national crisis and they told me to hand over my guns, I would, no questions asked. Oh man! Police identify the man who poured rum into Mexico City Marathon water cups. Yeah, what a change fuck. that fucking yeah, subject. What an asshole, huh? In a wild video posted on social media, a man who does not appear on camera recorded himself as he poured white rum into sports drinks at a water station set up for participants at the Mexico City Marathon last Sunday. Some time ago, I guess. On Wednesday, some time ago, the director of Mexico City Institute of Sport, Javier Ponce, announced that police have identified the drink spiker who will likely face prosecution for attempted poisoning. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's bad. Alcohol poisoning and heat without hydration. That's bad news, bears. Yeah, it's all in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got some... My, oh, yeah, look at him. He's fucking pouring fucking rum into that shit. Uh, later, something's going to happen. Pinche carrera. Oh, man. Will you come to happyhournewsteam.com? And we will post this video. It's on Twitter. He's uh, saying two tomorrow, so it must have been in the afternoon. Well, well he, he did this like at, at, at like night. two or three in the morning. Or in the morning. According to reports, a man was intoxicated and spiked the drinks around 6 a.m. after leaving a nightclub. 
It's apparent in the video that he aimed to get the marathon runners drunk. No, it's not. If he wanted to get them drunk, he would be pouring. He wouldn't just be splashing it around like he's doing. The water station. Well, what is a water station doing set up with open cups of water? Fucking how many hours prior to a marathon? Well, it doesn't say what time they started, does it? Well, I'm doesn't start at six a.m. It might. No, no, there's nobody there. There's nobody around. <laughs> yeah, that is a pretty good question. <laughs> and why they are they prepping? Using... That they're they were prepping very. Yeah, early. more than nineteen thousand runners participated in the mar- participated in the marathon. Prepped. Kenya's uh, guy won the main event, the men's event, completing the course in two hours and ten minutes. And Ethiopia's woman won in the women's race in a course record time of two twenty five. That's because they were fucking drunk. Yeah, they were drunk on, on rum. Wow. Yeah. We got more video here. Let's see what they say. Yeah, same video. <laughs> yeah, same video. So, yeah, if you want to see, see the video, come to happyhournewsteam.com and we will fucking show you. Yes, we will. What do we got next, Sanchez? Oh, uh. So in Michigan, it's legal to smoke weed now, you know. Well, everywhere but here. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, evidently, it's still not legal to blow it in uh, the Department of Natural Resource guy's face. (laughs) Well, it's not legal to do that anywhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Marijuana may be legal in Michigan, but smoking it in public could blow up in your face. But that's legal. Or for one misinformed fisherman, you'll get a citation for blowing smoke in the face of a Department of Natural Resource officer. So, you know what? Five years ago, he'd be in prison for that. He wouldn't be getting a ticket. He would be, they would have him down. They'd have his knee on his neck, their knee on his neck. He'd be handcuffed behind his back, and they'd be thumping his melon all the way to the jail. So that is one good thing about legal. The man exhaled into Deppin's face saying, it's illegal, bro. <laughs> smoking weed is legal in private places, but smoking in public is not. Right. That's well, that's what anywhere. That's, yeah. You know, even yeah. in Denver, you walk down the street, it still smells like weed and cheeseburgers, but yep. it, nobody's going to you know, say anything because they got bigger fish to fry. They got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, he says, so you're really going to smoke that marijuana right in front of me, the guy asked him. The man exhaled into his face saying, yeah, it's legal, bro. Well, smoking yeah. weed is legal in private places. Yep. Well, same thing in here in North Dakota. If it happens to pass, it's, you know, only, I can only see fucking idiots just walking around smoking a joint or, you know, and making it known that they're smoking a joint. Right. Be like, well, hey, you know, this is what I could do now. Well, all the smart people are going to be attracting attention to themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Yep. So what about this Chinese guy? Was well, uh, we'll we'll get to that after the break. It's, oh, we're gonna take it's a break. half hour into Already? our show. Jeez. Well, yeah, it's time flies when you're having fun. I'm telling you, it's good time. How you you doing? Good over there, wifey pants. Oh yeah, Kool Aid man, man. Are you eating shrooms again? No, okay. but I'm having body armor. He's having a, a body armor cocktail. Yep. No, no cocktail. No cocktail. All right, we'll we'll be back right after the message from our sponsors. (laughs) Hey, Tiger Guy, I got a problem with my Jaguar. Your car? No, my big cat. He lies around all day and does nothing. He's a real drag. 
You need the new Super Catnip just for large South American Jaguars. It's not like regular catnip that you feed your house cat. It's made from the cappy root. Guaranteed to get him up and tripping. You see the Super Catnip is hallucinogenic. That's right. Big Cat Cappy will send your lazy jag into outer space. Also great for tired tigers, lethargic lions, and them chunky cheetahs. Just save a little off the roof and watch that pussy party start. <sighs> wow, tiger guy. I never heard of such a thing. Who makes it? Why, the guys at G.I.G. Industries. They make everything. You can get it wherever fine quality DMT and ayahuasca is so. Not responsible for violence, missing limbs, or fingers. Keep products at least 100 feet from Carol Baskins at all times. Not for human consumption. In case of accidental exposure, contact your shaman and find your spirit animal. Joe Roder. Welcome back, everybody. That was a nice little break, huh? We actually got one this time. Yeah, I got to take the headphones off, air out my ears. And then put them back on. Put them back on, yeah. I got a better chair. Yeah. Good. And Old I- coins worth nearly 300000 found under the floorboards. Could you imagine? An English household literally uncovered a buried treasure as they, <laughs> and they'll likely get a pretty penny for it. During a renovation of the 18th century home, 18th century, that's... It's like 200 it's years seven, ago. 1700s, yeah. Home in 2019, the residents came across a salt-glazed earthenware cup stuck beneath the concrete and the floorboards. When they looked inside, they discovered 260 gold coins. Damn. Auction House issued a statement calling it one of the largest hoards of the 17th and 18th century English gold coins ever confirmed in Brit- Britain. They could be worth over $300,000. Damn. So if you were to find something like that, wouldn't it kind of be weary that where it came from or is it stolen or is it? Well, the thing is they're they're old. They're old enough. Not necessarily. It it could have been just uh, a whore, just a stash of, you know, like in that, in that house, it could have been somebody who was really rich that lived in that house or at some point in time. And they just hid their money. No, that just. I think well, even if it great. was stolen, who you got to have it? You know, it was two hundred years ago. Exactly. I mean, you, you got to have a victim. This is my theory. This looks Greek, so it's most likely a Viking horde from wherever them traveling, because the Vikings traveled a lot more than people think. And so, yeah, they it's by right of being found, but that they get the money. Yeah, finders keepers, losers weepers, man. Basically, yes. <laughs> And because they rather have the cash and versus the coins, they're gonna get the cash. And if it's not, you know, British coinage, it might it might be because they use a lot of Latin, you know, and a lot of uh. Eh, looks like with the olive leaf branches, it looks like one of those Caesar guys. Yeah, well, that's that's Roman. That's Latin. That's that's. <laughs> well, I know, but I don't. But it, right, it does. It whatever. doesn't look like Greek to me. They well, look they it don't up. Ha- they don't have any of them weird letters. I can't even read it. But, I mean, if, if it's not British coinage, you know, like... Well, there's a crown on it. Yeah. That, so. doesn't, that doesn't mean that there were kings in several That's different countries. That's a crest. 
The thing is, is it can't be of historical importance, British historical importance, if it's not a British coin. Oh, you're right. There's a crown on it. Yeah. <laughs> I finally see it now. Woo! Open your eyes. I was looking at this harp on the crest, looking at the detail of the crest but that I can't really see because it's so far away. Yeah, does it say uh, what, what kind of coinage it is? No. No, just gold coins from centuries ago. Just in a tin can and... That's about it. Them yep. lucky bastards. Well, you remember what happened? We opened up our wall. Yeah. We found the fucking obituaries and birthday cards and, and, and notes and uh, pictures. Wedding, wedding pictures, yeah. Wedding pictures. And, uh, a, a tin of actual 100% real honest to good as Shinola. <laughs> and, uh, Evidently, it was commonplace back then, like in the yeah, earlier well, they, yeah. times, to they would, send a obituary about someone dying via... Postcard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Postcard. To everybody. To just everybody, in case yeah. you knew them because there was well, no the internet. Is, is yep. Not everybody could read the same paper, you know. So yeah. if you had family all over the country, the only old bit would be in the local paper. So you would have, you know, they would get postcards made. And they were cheap. My mom used to get postcards made all the time. And they were cheap. Yeah, they were cheap. It cost, I think, well, I remember penny postcards. And then there were three cent postcards, and then there were five cent postcards, and then there were fifteen cent postcards. Now I well, think it's four dollars like, or something. Just like postcards. the stamp, it fucking yeah. keeps going up. <laughs> well, it costs they, more they, than a can of soda now. Start going up so much they quit even putting the price on. <laughs> yep, they're all <laughs> forever. forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. just pay the one time fee of. So if you send a lot of mail, it's worth spending a lot of money today on stamps because they're only going to get more valuable. Exactly. Right? That's why we keep buying forever. Stamps. That's what I was telling Carrie today. Stamps used to be currency. You used to be able to be able to spend them. Well, now you can't. You can't anymore, I don't no. think. But you used to be able to. They were considered uh, legal currency. But we, we do have a safe full of funky stamps. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do they call that? Lep- is that Leopard or? I don't know. Yeah. What? Stamp collectors? Yeah, there's this stamp name for. Is what he's looking. Yeah, yeah I for don't stamp know. collecting. It's, Just call it stamp collector. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. My mom's a stamp collector. I was going to look it up, but who cares? Okay. (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Nigeria seizes donkey penises to be smuggled into Hong Kong. There we go. Ain't that some shit? Aphrodisiac at its finest. Nigerian officials have seized thousands and thousands of donkey penises that were about to be exported to Hong Kong. Sacks of donkey male genitals were seized at the (laughs) international airport in Lagos, Nigeria's largest city, Sambo... Dangladema. Can I just say it one time? I, I wonder what it all looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Dangladema. The Nigeria Customs Service area commander told reporters the consignment was falsely declared as cow male genitals, but <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's different. <laughs> after due examination, my export officers discovered they were donkey male genitals. A total of 16 sacks of genitals were seized. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Man. An investigation has been launched in to find out what happened to these poor donkeys. They are no longer male donkeys. That's right. So they're gilded donkeys, right? Yeah, but I'm curious. The genitals, fine. Does that just include their, you know, Rocky Mountain oysters or... Their penises. As well, well, so what I'm curious is, evidently, it's okay to send cow dicks. 
You know, <laughs> although the seizure of donkey dicks meant for export from Nigeria is rare, donkey skins are known to be frequently exported or smuggled out of the country. In July, the Nigerian Customs seized $116,000 worth of donkey skins being smuggled into the country from neighboring Niger. Nigeria is trying to curb the export of donkey skins. Now they're changing it to donkey skins and not donkey dicks. Yeah, well, it's probably donkey dick skins. Maybe it's soft. Have you ever touched a donkey dick skin? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Me neither. Which has drastically diminished the country's population of the work animals, particularly. Well, you know what? If somebody cut off my dick, I wouldn't want to work anymore either. Yeah, really? <laughs> What's the point? I just can't get over it. I mean, they were labeled. Not you know, like it matters. They were, labeled, they were labeled cow penises, but Who they turned out to be donkey de- penises. Not I mean, like it matters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, Eeyore. <laughs> now I know why Eeyore is so pissed off. Yeah. And depressed. I know. Somebody it's, fucking took his dick. Fucking give you hot flashes, too. <laughs> the lawmaker said such a ban of killing donkeys would further curb the export of donkey skins and their genitals. The major beneficiary in this trade is that the donkey skin, now in parentheses, merchants in China, Muhammad Dadi. One of the federal lawmakers supporting the proposed ban has said the animal is facing extinction. Well, in, yeah. Ni- in Nigeria. In Cut Nigeria. off her dick and I'd be facing extinction too. Not like it matters. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. Hey. I just still can't get over it. It's okay to, to ship donkey dick. No. Cow no, dicks. Cow dicks. dicks. Yeah, but not donkey dick. Well, the thing is that. I hope that they slaughter the cow, or, or actually, it's not a cow, the bull, because cows don't have dicks. Um, but for the donkeys, evidently, they don't eat donkey meat. They just clearly want the dick. What if it's a trans? Oh, they really want just the dick. <laughs> what if it's a transgendered cow? Well, it had gender reassignment surgery, probably yeah, involuntarily. That's, that's why they said it's dick to Nigeria <laughs> or to Hong Kong. Oh, he just wanted to be. I wish I could do a Nigerian accent. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I sure hope I pushed record. So, uh, I, yep, I did. So this is, this is a big fad that's happening where these, uh, cities, you know, they they get tired of seeing homeless people. Oh. So they create architecture around town, you know, that deter homeless people. Like there's a lot of, uh, Park benches now that have like big lumps uneven. In yeah, they're all uneven, so you can't lay down on them. And now they got like the uh, the, the subway grates in New York. They've got them all fixed, so you can't lay down on them. Well, it's just a town in New Jersey that decided that too many homeless people were sitting in the park under the trees, under the shade trees. So they cut all the fucking trees down. <laughs> they didn't like birds either, I guess. Yeah, they didn't like birds. They didn't like shit. So they had this beautiful park with all these beautiful shade trees, and because there was a bunch of homeless people there every day sitting underneath the trees, they figured, well, we'll fix this shit. So they cut all the trees down. Residents of a small town in New Jersey awoke one day to find that all the trees in their town square had been leveled by the city government. So what provoked this sudden aggression against the willowy branches lining the city center? Well, it turns out that the town didn't have a vendetta against trees, just against the unhoused people using them for shelter during the blazing hot summer. Now what you, about the birds that are using them for houses? But now, guess what? The, whatever, 
what that center, that square center there. Right. The center center is now going to be a blazing hot. And all the grass is going to die. Yeah, for everybody. And no one's going to be, no one's going to yeah, go there. It's going to be a dead fucking downtown area. Yes. No one's city well, I, don't, I don't believe anybody went there anyways if it's only homeless people. They're not people, are they? Yeah, they're people. Are they? Yeah. Are they really? They're people. They really are. So right? instead okay. of, oh, I don't know, building a shelter uh, for them, let's. Well, yeah, you know what they could do? After they cut down all those trees, build little fucking houses yeah, for build, them. Yeah, yeah, in the park. <laughs> no, somewhere else. Yeah, like somewhere a, else. Yeah, not in my yard. backyard. Right? In a train yard or somewhere. Yeah. And, right. And, well, they could, the south how about the Nigeria? They could give them jobs raising donkeys. <laughs> cutting off dicks. Yeah, cutting off donkey dicks. City's manager, Ray Coles, told Asbury Park Press that he wanted to deter people experiencing homelessness from visiting the park because of complaints from other city residents. I got news for you. It doesn't matter if your person has a house in your town or not. If they live in your town, they're a resident. If you're wondering, wondering, no, he did not propose building housing or shelters for the people who formerly found refuge in the square. As drastic as the story of this one town sounds, is taking place against a backdrop of a much bigger war on unhoused people in public spaces. Like I said, maybe they'll use the trees to build houses for the unhoused. Well, yeah, well, homelessness is a, you know, a misnomer because a home is an esoteric concept. You know, there, well, we got home we got, is where the heart is. Yeah, we got houseless people. We got people that we got shelterless, shelterless people, people yeah. who don't have a safe, dry, clean, cool, hot, warm, whatever place to sleep. Well, they did under a tree. Yeah, under a tree. At least, yeah, at least you know they could. Hang out and get a little, you know, shade against the a little shade heat. from the heat, yeah, and not go to a splash pond, I guess. Yeah, throughout major cities like Washington D.C. and New York City, architects have made it as difficult as possible for people experiencing homelessness to sleep or find any kind of shelter outdoors by creating what's known as hostile architecture. Things like little knobs or dividers on park benches or spikes on the sides of buildings where someone could otherwise sit or sleep are all designed to prevent people from using them to rest. You have no Damn right to Damn kids, rest. get off my lawn. <laughs> no, no, no resting. No stoop. resting here. Get off my stoop. Yep, no resting. None of these efforts keep people from comfortably existing in public can be divorced from the fact that black Americans experience homelessness at alarmingly disapproach. Well, here's the thing. It's not against the law to be homeless. No, it is some places. It's not against the law to sit or stand and, you know, to loiter. It is in some places. Okay, but... Eugene, Oregon, for example. Eugene, Oregon, when you're downtown, it is against the law to sit down on the ground. City ordinance. You may not sit on the ground. Okay, but I have something to say before we get all too serious on this. Okay. Harry don't want to be serious. I want to be serious, man. Doesn't matter anyway. (laughs) What if they like to have spikes or little knobs up their ass? Oh, yeah. What about them guys? Them guys, you know, who like that? I don't know. It's too comfortable here. Uh, I I heard they got something going on in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Bunch of sick fuckers. That's her. Yeah. That's my wife. Most little weed and so despite making stuff up, up her ass. Making up twelve percent. I didn't say my ass. 
12% of the population of the United States, black Americans make up 40% of the population experiencing homelessness, according to the National Alliance and Homelessness. She's blushing. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you know. Well, you know, my brother showed you that video of Kenningston Avenue. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's. Uh, that's fucking it's sad. A real, well, the, but part of the problem is, is people don't want to have to deal with it. People who are, who are fun, fully functional and have lives and families and houses and jobs, and, you know, the, what, what most people consider normal life, they don't want to have to deal with that shit. When you live somewhere like that, you have to deal with that shit. Oh yeah. Cause it's there in your it's face. It's there in and your, the th- yeah. And the thing about it is, yeah, you, you, it's not against the law to be alive, right? Right. And, and everybody that's alive has to be able to live somewhere. Or exist. I mean, or, or be totally, you know, forgotten about and die of exposure or starvation or whatever it is. I don't know what the answer is because evidently it's not an easy one or we wouldn't have this big fucking problem. You know, but well, I, it's I, like I, you said that a lot of people choose to be homeless. Yeah, there are. There is a, a, I, I speak as somebody who was homeless by choice for a good, you know, bit of time. And there is a great big giant population, you know, a, a good chunk of all these homeless people are there by choice. And there's also another bigger chunk that don't, that, that, that are, are drug users, abusers, whatever. They, they, they're part of their lifestyle is that they it, don't, they don't want to have to get clean to, to, to better their life. Well, they don't, they can't get clean because it's part of their fucking genetic makeup now. And they can't get a house because they spend all their money on drugs. And they can't get a job because they're all fucked up. So what do you do? You live on the fucking streets. You live on the street, yeah. And I don't see any problem with setting aside some either property or money or some way to be sure that these people are at least safe. Yes. Do you, you think know? they'd appreciate it? Or do you think... Some they, of them will, some of them Or do you won't. think they would... They'd be like, oh. And don't get me wrong. There still is a, a good size of the of the homeless population that are there by no choice of their own, either through debt or illness or, you know, that you know, thing one paycheck away from being homeless. A lot of them fell into that, you know. Well, the thing is, if you, if you set up a, you know, a, say, a city block, all right, in somewhere USA where they build them small, tiny houses, how long do you think it would be before they trash the fuck out of it? I mean, it made it look like just like any other fucking street like you see in those videos. Litter everywhere, fucking zombies walking around. There there, there are some, like what they call homeless towns or tent cities or something, that function pretty well, that have been there for a long time. There's some in the Pacific Northwest. I don't know about any place else, but I've, I've seen some of them that did work pretty well. They're, but they they got, would they be considered homeless? They're, they they yeah, have a home. Well, like I said, once yeah. again, that's an esoteric yeah. know, idea. The home thing. Yeah, they, but they have a but, home. But it's a tent. You know, yeah. it's it's a tent. It's not. It's a, a it's home. Not a, it's, it's not a, a structure. It's not considered a permanent residence, though. Well, no, but I'm just saying it's it's their home. I saw a fucking article about this homeless guy who built a two story mansion underneath the fucking goddamn freeway. And it looks pretty goddamn good. Yeah, and it's clean. And it's tidy. And yeah. I'll bet he kicks the fuck out of anybody that tries to fuck with it, too. <laughs> and see, that's it. You got They got to be able to be have enough going for you that you can self-govern and self-regulate, you know. And that's, that's where people fall down is they don't want to have to follow any rules but their own. 
and they want to just, you know, do whatever it is they do. And they don't want to have to answer anybody. They don't want, they're just, you know, totally self-absorbed, self-centered and fuck everybody else. And I'm going to have it my way. And that's when you get a bunch of them people in a, a group setting. situation, in a setting. Yeah. They tend, that tends, they tend to just fuck everything well, for everybody. tends to fall apart very quickly. Yeah. And, and that's then, what gives them the bad fucking name. And, and then the when image. you get when you get like violence in that, where you know the other people are saying, "Listen, we don't want that shit." You know, you get and we're and they start kicking their ass and shit, and you know, thumping them in their sleep and stuff. Then, then now it's a dangerous place to go. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to walk yeah, there at night. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck. Doctor stitches back pregnant woman after finding fetus premature. Yeah, faces this. probe. This I read this whole thing. All right, what it was? Give us a story. Well, this is in. I'm India. getting hammered. I think this is in India somewhere. Oh well, well what it is? The <laughs> guy... <laughs> okay, accent time. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's all. Well, he uh, a gynecologist in Assam government hospital has been accused of performing cesarean section procedure on pregnant woman three and a half months before her due date. No, oh, he's so, in yeah. the so, juice. So she was in for a checkup. No, he's in the juice. Yeah. <laughs> She was in for a checkup, and he just decided that, you know, he... he oh, got, let me cut into this. Well, it was the wrong one. The, he oh, got the, the wrong, wrong lady, yeah. And he went to do a cesarean sex and got her opened up and realized that, hey, this something's wrong here. <laughs> this, this baby ain't ready. Ain't even close to being ready. And uh, so he sold her back up, stuffed the baby back in, sold her back up, <laughs> oh, and then tried goodness. to convince the family, you know, let's... Let's not talk about this, okay? It's, it's a dowry. This to anybody. It's fifteen thousand baht. Go get yourself some eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor had originally tried to hush up the matter and ask the expectant woman's family not to discuss this with anyone, but her relatives and neighbors came to know of it. Put her on when bed the rest patient's rest health worsened after she was discharged from the hospital. <laughs> we have received reports of such incident. We are conducting an inquiry to ascertain the facts. Ascertain the facts. Any action against the doctor or anyone else, if found to be erring, will be taken depending on the inquiry report. Malpractice. You well, know, this is India, so we don't know. You know, it, I don't know what their standards are there. I, I'm guessing they have no standards. Well, it's, it's not. I mean, you, you look at pictures of it, and it looks pretty atrocious. But they actually do have government. Well, they actually have cameras too, yeah. I guess. Yeah, they got cameras, and yeah, they got some places. Even I heard had running water. <laughs> I bet you they don't have donkey dicks. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they do, but they keep it on the donkey because that's where they like. I understand. It. In the next couple of years, most people are going to have a toilet that'll flush clockwise or counterclockwise. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the clockwise. hemisphere you live in. Yeah. Which hemisphere? Mm-hmm. We're counterclockwise. If yeah. you didn't know that. How many hemispheres are there? Six. Six? Two. Four. I just, I just came up with a number. North, south, east, west. Those aren't hemispheres. Yeah, they are. No. The northern and southern hemisphere. If right. you go north long equator, enough, equator you will eventually equator. go south, right? Right. If you go east long enough, you will never eventually be going west. But a sphere. You will never eventually be going west. Okay, but, but. No buts. No. What it's, about a sphere that's not the earth? I'm just a sphere is a sphere. Right. So there's four, if you go north, four hemispheres. A hemisphere is a half sphere. We're not there's an upper half, a lower half, if a, you go right north, half, and a left half. If you <laughs> go north long enough, you will eventually go south. Will right. you not? Yeah. But if you go east long enough, will you ever be going west? 
No, but that doesn't have anything to do with the structure of a sphere. Yeah, it does. It has well, everything to do well, with it. Well, because a ball is a sphere, and it doesn't have an east or west. It doesn't have a north or south either. Right, but it's still half of it is still a hemisphere, right? It's a quarter sphere. No, half of a half of a ball is a hemisphere. Yes. Yes. But it's only a north and southern hemisphere. There so, are no north. There so, are no. There's so no you east got, and you west. You got a ball. You got Correct. a north hemisphere and a south hemisphere. If you turn it that way, does it change? Why would you turn it that way? Because it's a ball. You got a no. hole in your hand. You can move around a ball in your hand. You know, Sean. It no. It doesn't change. All right. Oh no, it doesn't. No. So that's still, it's still up and top it's and bottom. Still a northern and a southern hemisphere. That's all you call it. <laughs> that's it. Okay. And the Earth is actually not a true sphere. It's an oblate sphere. Yeah. Hey. You see that James Webb telescope discover some shit? Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. They found some it? artificial light on another planet. Really? Yeah. That's Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, hey, I never doubted that there was art. That there you was just didn't a, care. I just didn't care, yeah. I mean. Yeah. But the, on uh, Proxima B, they found artificial light on the dark side of Proxima B because it doesn't rotate. Like our planet does. How do they see it if it's on the dark side? Because all we can see because is because it's artificial light. light. It's not if reflective it doesn't rotate. Light. It doesn't reflect light. One side is always in the in the side of the sun, right? And the That's, other side is always like our moon. Which side do we normally see? We? Yeah, we don't see either side. We're on Earth. So this is something you can only see from outer space. Well, this is something that the telescope, telescope saw. Okay. Yeah. I'm still a little confused, but that's all right. There's how, nothing unusual how are you about that. Well, I mean, a telescope sees light, right? It sees reflected light. So it saw yeah. the artificial light made on the dark side of this planet. Okay, so it all they can see is the dark side of the planet. No, they can see the light side. But you said the planet didn't didn't no. rotate. Well, okay, if you come in at a fucking at an angle and you see the light side and the dark side, and some of the dark side's illuminated, what are you going to call that? I just guess like the dark side. That's just it. I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm not privy. I, I don't understand the way that the telescope's pointing at the planet. Like we see the moon. Yeah. Right. So what if you look at the side of the moon? At the side of the moon. Yeah. What if a telescope looked at the side of the moon where only half was illuminated by our sun? Yeah, but we can get around the other side. Of no, our but moon. if it wasn't, exactly. if it only was looking straight on from one side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that we could see, but I don't know that we're close enough. We can get to an angle on any other planet out there to where we can skew the angle. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, well, like, I'm looking at my hand, yeah. right? And no matter how I look at it, I can only see that one side of my hand. Yeah. Right. Or even if, I, say, I'm going like that, I can see here and here, but I can't see back here. That would be the dark side to me. How am I ever going to know there's artificial light back there? What if the light source was on the left side of your hand? I still wouldn't be able to see this here. No, but what about the right side? Yeah, I would, I would see here and here. No, you'd see half and half of each. It's half of this and half okay. of that. Okay, the light side and the dark side. Yeah, but this I would consider the dark Sean, side. I need to give you an art lesson. <laughs> here we okay. go. <laughs> I guess I need something. So anyway, yeah, but the James Give Wood him an art lesson. is fucking awesome. Not yeah, right now. I don't have a piece of paper and a pen. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, and that doesn't work on audio. <laughs> it doesn't work on Sanchez either. Yeah. 
But anyways, in Proxima B, they found artificial light on a side of the planet that is not lit up. Okay. So they're going to check that out, and it'll be about five, 600 years before we get the answer. Probably. Probably about... Well, probably if at all, depending on how far away it is, that light could have existed, you know, 5 million years ago. But if it's not natural, I mean, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, whatever made that light could have been gone for 5 million years because that's how long the light takes to get to us. No. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you're looking at it from here on earth. Right. But the, the JW telescope is not looking from here on earth. It's out there. Yeah, but it's, it's still within, it's still within the, the orbit it's of out. the sun. I mean, it's it's not like way oh, no. out, extra, extra, you know, it's, planetary. It's it's still... No, I think the telescope is not around Earth, correct? Yeah, well, it's not around is Earth, it? but it's, it's, it's within... Our solar our, system? Our solar system, yes, okay. most definitely. Because it's got, that's how it works. It's got this big shade behind it. To block the sun and it's out there with the sun to its back and it's looking out that's how it can see so far out because it's not it doesn't have to worry about any any ambient light well anyway we're done with our ambient light tonight our light has shined it has fucking glimmered and faded all within one hour how does that sound sounds like an hour <laughs> maybe next week we'll go back live maybe not yeah fuck knows We'll see what happens. I want to thank Carrie for sitting in tonight, giving her uh, three cents. I'm oh, looking forward to my for art lesson. Me. It was a blast. It was a blast. Thank you for blowing that weed smoke in my face. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't get any. You can have plenty later. Yes, We're going to go out with a little bit of Agatha Doria, the video that they don't have, but the song that I'll play you now. Have a good night. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye, everybody. Good night. Life's hard here on the prairie, so full of methamphetamine. I love my beer and whiskey, boy, but that speed just ain't my scene. Sometimes I like to go real fast, but that weed just makes me slow. So here's a song for all the folks that really love the blow. Oh, Danny Olds was a hell of a guy and he had one hell of a band. He loved to take that midnight ride with his guitar in his hand. Well, that 335 was singing loud. I went to see him after the show. I asked him how he played so goddamn fine. He said, there's something that you should know. I'm sniffing that cocaine. It ain't no worse than the alcohol. It'll help you ease the pain And we can watch the silence fall We might see a demon in the shadows Raise a glass to one and all Sniffing that cocaine Ain't no worse than the alcohol We made it to the city of lights Old Snake, he had a plan Follow some simple rules in this cabin Silence fall. You can see a demon in the shadows.
break your heart and make you mean and make you love that scene. There's one thing to make it go, just one little shiny thing. That healthy day of snowfall, hanging with the cardiac game. I'm sniffing that cocaine, ain't no worse than the alcohol. It'll help you ease the pain, and we can watch the silence fall. We can see a demon in the shadows, can raise a glass for one and all. Sniffing that cocaine, ain't no worse than the alcohol. Riding the rails and post bell, I knew that day would come. Fifteen grams now I can't stand, after one my face was numb. I wish I would have quit at one ball up my nose. But I can't stop no looking back till the night is at its close. I'm sniffing that cocaine, ain't no worse than the alcohol. It'll help you ease the pain, and we can watch the silence fall. You might see a demon in the shadows. Dear God, if I don't die tonight, well, I'll never ride again. I'll stick with beer and whiskey, hell, I'll even try that gin. I'm begging, would you spare me now? My heart is beating fast. That last bump, oh, it got me, boy. Well, it knocked me on my ass. We were sniffing that cocaine. It's so much worse than the alcohol It'll help you ease the pain And we can watch the silence fall You might see a demon in the shadows We can raise a glass for one and all Sniffing that cocaine So much worse than the alcohol We were sniffing that cocaine So much worse than the alcohol We were sniffing that cocaine So much worse than that alcohol. I got good idea.